Hello, Gorge. How are you this fine morning? <laughs> I'm wonderful now that I'm seeing your beautiful smiling face. <laughs> so, so much better. How are you? Likewise. Uh, I'm good. Fuck yeah, you are. Live to see another day. Uh, thank God, right? Boom. Against well, all odds. Woke up on the right side of the grass this morning, as my grandfather would say. I've never heard that before. What? Never. Fucking, I told you, the South and their sayings, man. <laughs> they fucking love a saying. Clearly. It's ridiculous. I mean, but you also lived on a farm with chickens, correct? Kind of, yeah. I lived on like 10 acres in the middle of nowhere. I'll call that a farm. Yeah. I was like, I, we really like only had chickens, so I feel like sort of disingenuous being like, I lived on a farm. It's like, bitch, you had chickens. Everyone had chickens. I didn't have a chicken. Because <laughs> you lived in Miami. So we <laughs> right. to have chickens there. This is ridiculous. Well, actually, uh, my where I went to high school was in a residential neighborhood in Little Haiti, and there were chickens galore. Let me fucking tell you. I fucking love that. Yeah, I mean, because post that. That's very Key West. You it is very it. Key yeah. West. It yeah. is very Key West. Because you know uh, the Haitian voodoo situation, and I can't attest to that's what was happening but there would definitely be lots of chanting that we hear <laughs> from the houses on our way to chapel and chickens just running amok and we're like what the fuck is this the power of christ compels you <laughs> the sign of the cross like yep just keep walking keep walking totally I'm gonna say we're we're probably extra good because we both while not together attended the new york still rising comedy event we did we did and oh my god literally the best show i've ever seen in my life yeah literally so for those who don't know which apparently is a lot of people even in new york this somehow flew under the radar despite it being announced yeah i talked to so many people who had not heard that it was going on and i was like where have you been seriously yeah so it was uh john stewart who is a big advocate for the 9-11 first responders and the victims families and the victims put together like this insane once in a lifetime comedy show yes to raise uh funds for 9-11 first responders and the victims families and you know just a couple of the the people performing john mulaney dave vitale dave chappelle wanda sykes chris rock like these are just a few of the people to name a few yeah amy schumer bill bird tom segura like so many amazing people everyone bunch of people from saturday night live uh pete davidson colin jost or michael che yeah colin quinn colin quinn yeah fuck it was like an overload in that best way possible though totally that johnny and i texted after the fact being like that it's almost like just memories of jokes like kind of come afterwards you're like oh yeah this fucking joke yes i was in a bathroom and i saw the koala care little thing on the wall and i just started hysterically (laughs) laughing in the bathroom and i'm like everyone else thinks i'm insane and i was like monique and johnny would understand what the fuck i'm cracking up about now fuck yeah it was four and a half hours long and it didn't even feel that way it flew by literally like and we had our phones locked in there which all of us realized like no one owns a watch anymore basically unless it's like an aesthetic thing so we all didn't know what time it was and you couldn't check so it was like being in a cave or something you were like very disoriented yeah. you, came out, you were like what the fuck year is it and then we looked down and we're like oh shit that was like four and a half hours and i had no idea yeah with a 10 minute intermission intermission yeah that was it yeah i couldn't get over it i showed up i got there like a little late i got there maybe like five to seven minutes late so and i thought like maybe there'd be like a little time like no, no. they were like on like i walked in the middle of the first dude set i was like oh shit 
because I was in line getting a drink and I was like, oh, fuck, no, like someone's performing right now. I was like, like fuck, they're the, on. Fuck the, the vodka cranberry. I need to fucking get on this. <laughs> the only thing you missed in the beginning was they actually had a bunch of other celebrities do little like videos that they submitted. Like, sorry, I can't be there. So mm. like Adam Sandler, Chris Evans, the cast room, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, like bunch of really cool people. Nice. Yeah. It was really just the best fucking show. I got it for Johnny for a surprise for his 30th birthday. And like, I actually managed to keep it a surprise pretty much the entire time. Like he had only guessed three of the performers by the time we made it into the show. But he obviously didn't think it was like a variety. He thought it was like, we're going to see a person. A person. Yeah. So when he was like guessing people and I was confirming them, I kept doing the like improv thing where I was like, yes, and... (laughs) And he was like, wait, what? Like, how are there more people? And then he was like, no, no, no. I've guessed all the headliners. Like, just tell me everyone else. And I just like smugly looked at him. and I was like, did you though guess all the headliners? Or are there like maybe a few you didn't guess? And he was just like, how is this possible? What is happening? Yeah. And when he found out about it, he was just so appreciative. He was so fucking thrilled. It actually like really meant a lot to him because obviously as someone who lived in New York and was a kid during 9-11. Yeah. And like his family really tried to help everybody out. And like he obviously knows people who lost family members and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he was fucking so thrilled. I don't think I've ever seen him that excited. And we fucking realized he's never been to a stand-up comedy show in his life. So this was literally his first. What? I know. I don't know how this happened because I love stand-up comedy. I've literally been to more comedians than bands. Yeah. But like. I realized I was like, oh shit, yeah, we actually haven't been to a show together ever. I bought him tickets for something on his birthday again years ago, but he had to work, couldn't go, and I think I took my mom instead. It was like Amy Schumer again and uh, Michael Che at Jones Beach, where we saw Garbage. Oh! Yeah. Well, I think uh, you've ruined comedy shows from. I don't think think you can ever... (laughs) Dude, you can literally never top that, honestly. And I have to say, I'm impressed by how much time, like, the big names got. I kind of thought everyone would do, like, a tight five situation. And, like, no, you genuinely got, like, They got, half, like, 25. Yeah, like, half hour half an hour specials, basically. Yeah. Ugh. And it was, even though the, the tickets were a considerable amount of money, uh, because we also sat, I think, in similar sections. So it was, like. Yes. A, yeah. One, money's going towards charity. Fuck yeah. Love that. Two, I would have easily paid that to see one of them. Yes, to get that many amazing comedians all on one ticket, like I would have paid double that, honestly. It oh, was fucking yeah, absolutely, it was amazing. I keep coming back to <laughs> Dave Attell at some point in his set brought out a recorder, and when oh I say god, recorder, oh my god, oh my god. Totally I mean did. like like what you the got at, <laughs> in like fourth grade and learned hot cross buns and. Yes. <laughs> He was weirdly really good at it, which was the funniest part. Like, several times I was like, okay, damn, like, you've clearly practiced. Yeah, it was wonderful. And I don't know if you know that Amy Schumer named her son after David Tell. Yes, I did. Yes. Because they've been friends for a long, long time. Yeah, but she, but then she changed his name because because uh, I believe David Tell's middle name is Jean. Okay. Or Eugene or something. So she named her son Jean Attell you know, Schumer or whatever the fuck, yeah. whatever their last name is, uh, the baby's last name is. And then it kind of dawned on them of like, you know, when they go to school, like they'll be razzed for being genital oh. so that she like changed the kid's name like a year into it. She was like, good for you. That's really good. I didn't pick up on that at all. Good for you. Look it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that being said, it's such a fucking amazing show. Really. I 
It was so good. I can't get over it. It was just ugh. like one night only too. You know yeah. that's like not going to happen again. Uh. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I text uh, Johnny being like, guess he's going to jail tonight. <laughs> I've had to listen to him sing that to me for the past fucking, how long has it been? It's been four days. It's been four days. Yeah. Past four days. I fucking love it. Oh, what a great show. Oh my gosh. Oh, he was so, he was so fucking, I don't think I've ever seen him that surprised and that excited. It was, it made my fucking night. I was just like reveling in his happiness. You nailed it. He literally didn't find out the rest of the people on the ticket until we were standing in line for merchandise and he was reading the back of the shirt. And then he was like, oh, wait, so-and-so is here? And I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Dreams do come true, Monique. They do. Yeah. <laughs> New York City, baby. Greatest city in the world. Oh, my God. That's, like, my favorite thing about living here is, like, yeah. you know the movies are going to come here, even, like, the limited release. Like, For sure. Like, you know the fucking shows are going to come here. You know the big bands are going to come here. Yeah. Did I see Homeless Man Penis yesterday? I sure did. But Worth it. That's that's the trade-off <laughs> to live here. You could also, <laughs> you could also experience a once-in-a-lifetime comedy show. <laughs> It's the the leave a penny, take a penny. I literally, I was just going to say that. You took that out of my brain. Why? That freaked me out so much, actually. That was literally too spot on. Because we're here. The fingers in the eyes. Fingers in the eyes, girl. Big time. (laughs) Leave a penny, take a penny. (laughs) I've been doing that with my um, water consumption. So (laughs) it's a chug a cup, take a cup, because I Ah. always do this where I'm super thirsty and I fill a glass of water and then I walk it into my room and I basically drink the whole thing in one second. And then I'm like, fuck, well, I don't, and I have to get up and get water again. So every time you guys, when you go to the sink to fill your glass, chug a glass, take a glass. I used to date this guy who would go to like a, a local coffee shop and- he started ordering two coffees what? because by the time it wasn't like it, there was no like pretentious, like, um, you know, venti Trenta yeah. situation at this place. Cause, uh, so he would, because by the time he got to his car, he would have already finished his coffee. <laughs> so then he would be like, well, fuck, I have to go back and get another. So- <laughs> That's smart. That's working smarter, not harder. That's right. Yeah. Goddamn right. There you go. Problem solved. Yes. Yes. All right, lady, are you ready to uh, get into it and regale me with some spooky, mysterious, weird fucking paranormal story? Yeah. Some weird shit? Totally. So before we get into this, I would like to shout out friend of the pod, Margo Mayhem. Margo! Fuck yeah. Who also uh, just won Miss Viva Las Vegas. What? Get it, queen. Fucking amazing. Damn. Yeah. That's a big fucking deal. Like, it's fucking Vegas. It's a huge fucking deal. Congratulations. Get it, queen. No one deserves it more. You're amazing. So she's a brilliant burlesque dancer and actor, singer, performer, all the things. She also is like fucking insane pole dancer. She teaches pole. Like it's, you're like, how are you doing this? How are you real? She has classes? Yeah, she has classes. Um, follow her on the gram, Margo Mayhem. She's fucking incredible. Uh, so she alerted me to this phenomena if you will okay so thanks for that and uh we're going to be discussing the elves and the hilda folk of iceland <gasps> oh my god i'm so excited wait did you watch that uh eurovision will Ferrell movie on netflix no i have not okay you should check it out because i think after your story you will particularly enjoy it it's very funny and it does touch on this a little bit because it takes place in iceland obviously there you go i didn't know that unpopular opinion alert i'm not a huge will ferrell fan 
You know what? Fair. I can't. I I don't personally get it because I very much enjoy him, but I can understand. Yeah, I I can deal with him as a secondary character. Yeah. As the lead, it's it's tough. Okay. Because it's just like it's a the lot. lunatics are running the asylum on the nose. Yeah. And I there's no like structure or anything, and I'm like I can't do this. That's fair. I will admit, when I first watched Step Brothers, which is now one of my favorite Will Ferrell movies of all time, I hated it, yeah. and I didn't get it, yeah. and I was like, this is really stupid, and yeah. I just don't think it's funny at all. And then I watched it randomly, like, another day, and I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Why did I not like this movie? See, I very much hated Step Brothers as well. Yep. Uh, I haven't seen all of it, but I've seen part of it, and I'm like, I can't do this. That being said, Katherine Hahn, oh. Goddess Supreme. She's so fucking funny. She literally makes that movie, honestly. Uh. Oh, absolutely. I, You know, I felt the same way about Zoolander. It's so good. It's so quotable. The first time I watched it, I was like, what the fuck? This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. And the fifth time I saw it, I'm like, this is fucking brilliant, actually. <laughs> I feel like that happens with a lot of movies that end up being like the most quotable movies. Yeah. It's like they're just so... Austin Powers was that way. Parents, I'm pretty sure, walked out of that movie in the theater and it wasn't until... I watched it and loved it as like a middle schooler that they yeah. were finally like, oh, this is actually really funny and like watched it with me and quoted it with me. And like, we went to see all the other ones in theaters. Like I was obsessed with Austin Powers. Oh, rightfully so. That is correct. Obsessed. Yes. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about the, the, tell me about the elves. Tell me about the Hilda folk. We're, we're getting into the elves and the Hilda folk. Um, before I get into the sources, um, as a Cuban from Miami, uh, don't speak... Icelandic, in case that wasn't clear. Wait. I know. What? This yeah. whole relationship has been a lie. Flip the table. Um, And, you know, they saw the Roman alphabet and they're like, I see you and I raise you. We're going to actually do our own thing. I, like, have some ideas for some letters. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, every word is, like, 47 consonants in a row. And they have, like, the interesting consonants, which has, like, looks like a little B or some shit, but it has, like, a... Yeah. S- wipe through it yeah yep. there's lots of that happening um so i'm trying real hard but i guarantee you uh i'm fucking up every pronunciation and i apologize profusely i looked up as many as i could but i don't know if we have any uh any listeners in iceland or just uh expats who are going to be listening a thousand apologies in advance <laughs> that you had to suffer through this yeah they'll be like oh my god um <laughs> Like, You're I not know. nailing it, yeah. I'm. Not, I'm. I just want you to know that I know I'm not nailing it. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. So sources: Treehugger.com, which sure, okay. TheValveMagazine.com, BBC.com, WBurr.com, and Tried and True Wikipedia.com. The concept of elves has been around for centuries. References to elves first appeared in Iceland in Viking-era poems dating back to around 1000 AD, which is a billion fucking years ago, essentially. Depending on who you ask, elves and Hildefolk are either one and the same or two distinct types of beings. According to Magnus Scarfessian, the headmaster of the Icelandic elf school, there is... (gasps) I'm sorry. (laughs) What is that? Okay. And um, there's an elf school I can go to? Yes. So, okay. okay. Thanks. Yes. Please. Before we get super excited, this isn't like Hogwarts. It's not like this uh, is how you become an elf. I mean, that's what I was picturing. You knew that. Yes. Yeah, of course. I, that's why I made the disclaimer. <laughs> You're like, hold on. Slow your roll. Yeah. So uh, it's essentially just like they do like 
tours and lectures about uh like folklore like Icelandic folklore and and they have you know tours about this is where the elves live and this is their elf jam and you know whatever okay. you know what I'm still in money fuck it. yeah yeah boom there you go <laughs> So according to Magnus, there is one kind of Hildefolk and 13 kinds of elves that live on the island. Damn! Which is a I, lot. That's a lot. That's a variety. Yeah. It's a variety. Of course. It's a, a smattering, if you will. <laughs> a plethora of elves. Yes. <laughs> elves refer to creatures that resemble Christmas elves. The Icelandic elves are tiny humanoid beings that start around eight centimeters and grow or you know are bigger from there you know different sizes dress in colorful clothing wear pointed shoes and have bells that hang from their hats so literally a christmas like, like literally what you quintessential what we know, elf exactly which yeah. we know is like santa's workshop elf like that's what an elf is in iceland love it the hilda folk on the other hand are thought to be a specific type of elf like elves they are also supernatural beings that live in nature the Hilda folk resemble human beings, but they are said to be taller, thinner, and more beautiful. They look and behave similar to humans, but live in a parallel world. Which it, it just, when I think of them, I think of the tall whites from uh, People of Earth. Yes. Yes, like, yes, just, yes. Like just like tall and gorgeous and, <gasps> and Nordic. Like Nordic and, and beautiful. Yeah. 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 Very um, Legolas. Uh, I'm on board Orlando with that. Orlando Bloom, right? Yeah. Thanks for working the little uh, alien reference in there for me. I appreciate that. You're always looking out, Monique. I got you, girl. I got you. It doesn't hurt that my my brain works in references. So yes, yes. There you go. In Faroese folk tales, they are said to be quote large in build. Their clothes are all gray and their hair black. End quote. So, so you know, not exactly Legolas, but more like a like a Val Kilmer and Willow situation. I have not seen that. Full disclosure. Um. So I haven't seen it since my youth. Okay. My cigarette. <laughs> I. So I think it has to be bad. Like I'm imagining it has to be bad. Uh, slash. I'm pretty sure it was one of those movies that that is like severely traumatizing for children, but was marketed specifically towards children. 98% of movies as a child. I swear. Literally. I hated so many movies as a kid because I was like, this is actually really scary and I don't like this. What the fuck were the 80s and the early 90s? Why did you make me watch this? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you do this to us? Um, but, because uh, I'm fairly certain we saw this, like, Maria Elena took us to see this in the movie theaters. Oh, damn. I don't know why. Uh, I guess other than it was probably marketed as a children's movie. But, um... like, this is PG. This seems fine. This is fine. But it did have enough of a lasting impact on my family that my younger brother named his turtle Willow. Aww. And then when my older brother killed it by Aww. essentially freezing it to death with the AC, and we got another one, uh, he named it Willow, too. So, <laughs> and he is alive and well. Okay. Second time's the charm. Second time's the charm. I'm glad you did the two instead of just naming it willow again i was yeah. thinking that's kind of dark yeah i uh like salvador dali is a do-over baby um, oh so they yeah he, he's the second salvador oh so the first died and then they were just like yeah well, yeah i like this yeah my my ex's dad uh was the same thing like his parents had uh a baby that you know died a couple days after it was born and oh, named him fuck. george and i was like you know what i really am uh kind of committed to this george name so then they had another baby and named him george and 
the do-over baby concept really, I, I don't like it for lots of reasons. It freaks me out. It freaks me out too. Yeah. Like on the one hand, I'm like, if it helps you cope, because then it's like you have better memories tied to this name with your kid who's still living instead of it just being a sad thing. Yeah. But it's, I don't, that seems like bad, like bad juju or something. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. And I also don't like the concept of like, we're just not going to acknowledge the first one happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like almost like a, to make an omelet, you have to crack a few eggs. You have to crack a few Georges. Um, I, uh, oh, no. I I thought it was super fucked up, but I'm also not, um, you know, white and repressed. There you go. I guess. Uh, I don't know. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. Uh, but, uh. you know, res- proper respect was paid to Willow and Willow 2. Uh, and Willow 2 is alive and well. Good. A beautiful apartment in Brickle, Miami, and will outlive all of us. Probably. Because, yeah. Yes. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> when Florida floods, uh, it's going to be fine. Willow's like, dude, I'm living my best yeah, motherfucking I'm life. I'm going to swim. I'm going to find a log in the Everglades. Pop up on that motherfucker. We're good. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> so back to the actual story. <laughs> Wait, the story wasn't about turtles? God damn it. <laughs> and Willow being traumatizing. Um, the word Hilda folk means hidden people because it is believed that while they are invisible to most of us, they can make themselves visible at will. So, where did the Hildefolk come from? The Christianization of Iceland in the 11th century brought with it new religious concepts. According to one Christian folktale, the origins of the hidden people can be traced back to Adam and Eve. According to ancient lore, Hildefolk originated when Eve hid some of her children when she learned that God was coming to visit because they were unwashed and dirty. Which what? First of all, he like knows everything. So literally, I think you're like pulling one over on him. And what she's like, oh shit, shit, shit! Like he's here, he's here. Go get the find the fucking bush. Go, go, go! Right, exactly. Your face looks. You're covered in crap. Get over there. Exactly, literally. Like my next line is like, however, God couldn't be deceived because God knowing everything is kind of his thing. Yeah, like yeah. Eve, where the fuck have you been, girl? (laughs) Did you not get the memo, girl? Come on, you've been talking to the snake too much, right? And yeah. because this is post-fall from, from Eden, I would imagine, right? I would assume. They weren't allowed to have, yeah, there weren't any children in Eden, correct? Right. Because it's paradise, obviously. <laughs> paradise <laughs> is void Sorry. of children. Sorry. Parents out there. Damn. Amy's fucking You don't have to admit it to your today. children. I know. You can admit it to my, you can admit it to me, though. Like, <laughs> do you not like those, like, 10 minutes a day you get when you're, no one's bothering you and there's no children around? You do. It's your favorite. Oh, man. Um. So yeah, I mean, you know, tree of knowledge, right? Uh, that was the whole thing. They ate fruit yeah. from the tree of knowledge and then it was like, oh shit, I'm naked. You don't know. I'm telling you. you Apparently know. the one thing you didn't learn was that God knows everything. So there you go. God knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> Guess not. Yeah. So he fucking knows everything. He's God. That's his, that's his thing. Uh, so he, it's a shtick, you know? Uh, so he rebuked Eve for her dishonesty and Eve wouldn't fucking cop up to it. She's like, no, no, no. What are you talking about? We're kids. What are you talking about? Eve. What? What? Yeah. Girl, read the room. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. It's, I don't know what you're talking about. What? What kids? Huh? I don't, there's, do you see any kids? Uh, I don't think so. Thanks. I mean, I don't have any kids, but thanks for thinking that. What? Um, yeah. yeah. So God wasn't fucking having it. And he declared, quote, what man hides from God, God will hide from man, end quote. 
And so God cursed the children, saying that they would now be hidden from all because she had hidden them from him. Which, fucking savage. Damn. Right? Some Icelandic folktales caution against throwing stones as it may hit the hidden people. Which, okay. Okay. I would be worried I was going to, like, trip over them or just, like, accidentally, like, punt one across a field. Just, like, walking around. Yeah. Right? These magical creatures are even included in holidays. There are four Icelandic holidays considered to have a special connection with hidden people. New Year's Eve, 13th night, which is January 16th, Midsummer Night, and Christmas Night. During the holidays in Iceland, there is a custom to make sure the house is clean and to leave food for the elves on Christmas Eve so that they can feast and dance while the humans are at church. There are many Icelandic folktales about elves and hidden people invading Icelandic farmhouses during Christmas and holding wild parties. Can you imagine the shit? Can you imagine like, because it's so it's Christmas Eve night, right? So it's so it's probably midnight mass that they're going to. So imagine you like go to church and you come back and you're like, what the shit is this? They fucking trashed my fucking house. I would be so fucking pissed, Monique. You have no goddamn idea. Coming home at like 1.30 a.m. to trashed house? I would literally just start like kicking the air around my uh like house. Like there's one hidden here still. I will fucking find you. Yeah. You want to trash my house at 5 p.m.? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I too, like come home at like 1.32 a.m. and you're like, I got to fucking do this shit. And like part of me is like, why are you like cleaning the house to preemptively have it trashed. Yeah, right? I would just leave it shitty. They want to, like, make it shittier. That's fine. Yeah. And if they're like, maybe if you leave it shitty, they're like, I don't want to fuck with a shitty house. I'm like, cool, then don't. Yeah, get out of here. Thanks. <laughs> Go party somewhere else, elves. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bake rolling your fucking Christmas party. Right? I didn't know they threw such ragers. Okay. I guess so. All right. Also, I'm okay with, like, sprinkling elves and more holidays. Like, America, if you want to get on that, fucking go for it. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. On New Year's Eve, some believe that elves relocate to new homes, and Icelanders light candles to help them find their way, which I love. I think is super cute. That's really cute. On Twelfth Night, elf bonfires are a common part of the holiday festivities. I don't really know what that is, but uh, if someone does, let us know. Another fucking horror podcast at gmail.com with a period instead of the U and fucking. There's a lot of this that I just don't know what the deal is yeah just because you haven't really experienced it yeah yeah and there's like not a ton of info necessarily about it on midsummer night folklore states that if you sit at a crossroads elves will attempt to seduce you with food and gifts but there are grave consequences for being seduced by their efforts but great rewards for resisting i'm sorry like i would do this in a fucking second I know. I was like, I'm in danger of falling prey to the elves. Like, yeah. 10,000 fucking percent. No. I'm a sucker for food. Like, if you show up with food, I'm, yeah. I'll be like, thanks. Oh my gosh. I mean, if I'm at a crossroads and an elf offers me a Twix, I'm taking the fucking Twix. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I was like, well, you're in trouble, girl. Watch out. I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, don't take candy from strangers. (laughs) (laughs) Except we have an entire holiday about that. Oh my like, gosh. All yes. we do is take candy from strangers. And it's incidentally the best fucking holiday there is. Hell yeah. See, I was always told just make sure that they're like factory sealed. That's a more responsible That's it. thing. Yes. Yeah. Take candy from strangers, just make sure they're factory sealed. Yes. And not yeah. near a van. Yeah. Yeah. Those are safe rules. Sure. Yeah. Although uh, in New York, they have those clearly candy vans. No one is giving a fuck about that. Yeah. 
<laughs> no. Uh, several years ago, before they actually uh, made, uh, decriminalized, they decriminalized it, it. Yes. Yeah. They they still had them going around. And I can remember us stop, like, one was stopped and we went up there and we were like, how do you do this legally? And they just straight up looked it up and said, we don't. And I was like, oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Just want to make sure. Just no one gives a fuck. Either that or they were just, it was a scam and they were just like fucking lollipops and they didn't have anything in them. And they just were like, if those idiots believe they're buying fucking weed lollipops when it's illegal, then that's on them. But. Hey man, yeah. capitalism. Right, right? America, fuck yeah. What are you going to do? Complain to the cops that the fucking weed van ripped you off? No. Um, my drugs are not on the up and up, Officer. sir. And I would like to file a formal <laughs> complaint. Uh, this edible was shit, and I want my money back. Thanks. I'm going to write you up to the Better Business Bureau, yes. sir. <laughs> I hope you know that. Are you incorporated? <laughs> What's your employer number? Thank you. Your EIN. Thank you. I need that. God. <laughs> the lore of the elves and the Hilda folk is woven into the magic of the land. Considering the country's mystical landscape, with its lava fields and mist-covered peaks, and not to mention the northern lights, it's not surprising to see why the ancient Icelandic people would assume creatures like elves exist all around them. What may surprise you is the amount of people in Iceland today who believe in their existence. While belief in the reality of these creatures has declined over the years, according to a report published by National Geographic in 2017, 54% of Iceland's over 300,000 residents would not deny that elves exist. What? Yeah, girl. Over half? Over half. So, okay, here's the thing. It is important to note that this statistic covers both sincere believers and agnostics who lean towards the, like, sure, why the fuck not yeah. end of the spectrum. Weird shit exists, yeah. Of, like, can't rule it out type of thing. All right, fair. Oof, okay. This is a tough one. Do you wonder how many letters is in this name? Oh my god, yes, tell me. 25 letters, and it's like what? all consonants. Um, oh my god! So pray for me. I'm gonna fuck this up, I, for sure. Good luck! <laughs> Oof, okay. Gumdur ing Gubrandesen. Let's go with that. Iceland's Minister of the Environment and Natural Resources said, quote, most Icelanders you meet, if you would ask them whether they believe in elves, trolls, hidden people, they would say, I cannot rule out that they exist. And that is my answer. End quote. Gubrandesen said what he studied in the U.S., he would tell his classmates about the elves. End quote. I could read from their eyes and their expressions. He's crazy. He's so crazy. Until I met a student from Hawaii and she was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, I understand. We have those too. End quote. What? Yes. So. I'm sorry. Hawaii has elves? Girl, yes. I looked into this and it's totally fucking true. So the Hawaiian version. How yeah. have I never and so heard we're gonna this? Do like, That's so bananas. Oh, me neither. Yeah. So we're going to take a little side detour to talk about the Hawaiian version of elves, which are known as the Menehune, a mythological dwarf people in Hawaiian tradition who are said to live in the deep forests and hidden valleys of the Hawaiian islands hidden far and away from human settlements. The Menehune are described as superb craftspeople. They built temples, fish ponds, roads, canoes, and houses. 
Some of these structures that the Hawaiian folklore attributed to the Menehune still exist. They're said to have lived in Hawaii before settlers arrived from Polynesia many centuries ago. Their favorite food is the banana, and they also cute. like fish. Right? Super cute. I think about when my nephew was little, he was just like a fucking garbage disposal. He would shovel like Anything, anything in his mouth anything you like, handed him yeah like it was a thing like chewing wasn't a thing he was really fond <laughs> of, he would like, just like inhale it yeah yeah you know and i remember um one christmas morning he really liked bananas and he was like a year and a half old like 13 months old because he like he had these like he's a he's a little chunky boy he's so cute and he would just i think about like you know when you you push like uh like a log or something into like a wood chipper, like that, you know, that is just, yeah. that's like what he was doing with like the banner, like, like into his mouth. And it was like, <laughs> just coming out of his mouth because he wasn't chewing fast enough. He like just chewing and swallowing. Like, yeah. He just wanted to it swallow so it and then add more. And he just wasn't grasping this concept. It was so funny. So that's the visual that I have for these like cute little menehune just like gobbling up Going these bananas. Going to town on some bananas. I love it. I love it. Uh, they also like fish. Legend has it that the Menehune will only appear during night hours in order to build masterpieces. But if they fail to complete their work in the length of the night, they will leave it unoccupied. No one but their children and humans connected to them are able to see the Menehune. Interesting. Do they so, wear little like hula skirts and uh, lays or no? It does not say. That's what I'm picturing. It doesn't say, but I would assume it. Let's assume that. I'm going to go with that. It's... It's Hawaii. Yes, and that's adorable. Come on. I mean, I love it. it. They got to. What else would they wear? You're like on the beach all day making stuff. They're not going to wear like some chinos. Is, or like a suit. He's wearing you a know, three-piece suit. No. Some sensible slacks. No, that's not how. Come on. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. No, they're wearing something Hawaiian and beautiful and yes. colorful and awesome. Fuck yeah. Because it's fucking Hawaii. Fuck yeah. So back to the uh, actual story. So that was a little side tangent. Back to Iceland. Back to Iceland. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Iceland's Minister of the Environment and Natural Resources speculates that there's a connection between the two volcanic islands and that it's something in the geography that makes people more likely to believe in these types of creatures, which I kind of get. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. Also, like a lot of cryptids are known for like coming out after volcanic eruptions and stuff. Like Basquatch yeah. was one of them is like rumored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it like releases something or it's like access to a different dimension or like a yeah of some sort. Yeah. And I, I could see that. Yeah. And, and just something like, you know, volcanoes seem so supernatural. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know what it is. If you're up in time in which it wasn't erupting and yeah. it seems dormant and then all of a sudden it fucking explodes. Like, you'd be like, uh, I'm sorry. I thought that was a mountain this whole time. Why is there fucking fire coming out of it? Like, this is bananas. Right. Exactly. So I can totally see how that just lends itself to, like, we live in this magical place where we don't understand yeah. a lot of what's happening and that it's the place that we are living in is a living, breathing thing. Yes. On its own. Which incidentally is the rest of the world as well. <laughs> um, fun fact. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, it seems like they're very aware of that in places. So um, in places that have volcanoes. Okay. Um, 
So I, I can totally see why why there could be a connection as to people who live in these environments being like, yeah, totally. Uh, magical things and magical creatures exist all around us, obviously. <laughs> Similar to the Menehune of Hawaii, according to a professor and folklorist, Vladimir Hafstein, the elves and Hildefolk are just like us. He writes that their, quote, economy is of the same sort. Like humans, the hidden people have livestock, cut hay, row boats, fence whales, and pick berries, end quote. And who among us has not flensed a whale? Truly. Of course. I did that last weekend. What Obviously. What does that mean? I literally don't know. If I, it's- I thought you said fence a whale at first. So like I was picturing some crazy shit. What were you picturing? What like fencing, fencing, not picket fencing, the uh, sport <laughs> fencing. On guard, well, um, no, if it was going on a boat and being like, oh, look, there's a whale or watching Free Willy. That's my uh, extent of the whale situation. Same. Yeah. Which, um, speaking of whales and Free Willy, I don't know if you if you ever saw it on VHS when it came out. <laughs> Damn. Okay. So, uh. Prior to the the coming up on trailers uh, on the VHS, there was an ad to adopt a whale. And my, like, nine-year-old ass was like, like, where are you going to keep a whale? Like, who has a fucking... (laughs) We don't have room for that. Thanks. Who has room for a fucking whale? Because I was a nine-year-old and an asshole. Uh, I didn't realize you don't actually get a whale. They're like, uh, yeah, we're going to keep it. Yeah. Thanks. You don't know how to take care of this. You can just give us some money. Yeah. It's uh, no return on investment, essentially. No, um, absolutely not. This is a frivolous expense. <laughs> exactly. Uh, except you're saving whales. Um, so that, yes. That's great. But do what we do and just drink Grey Whale Gin because Boom. it supports the Oceana Project. Hey. There you go. And it supports my functional alcoholism. Yeah. This was not an ad. We just enjoy them. No. That's right. They just, they keep the podcast running. <laughs> Grey Whale Gin is doing the Lord's work. I was like, they don't know this, but they are keeping the They are. That's right. They're believed to be peaceful creatures coexisting alongside humans and indulging in the same day-to-day activities. Obviously, like fencing whales. Um, (laughs) Including fishing, farming, raising families, and if the legends are any indication, occasionally lending a helping hand to humans who otherwise would die without intervention. Aww nice of them right these are heroes god damn it god damn right hero elves fuck yeah we salute you (laughs) zigtrieger baldursian who falls into the open-minded but questioning category said his mother grew up on an icelandic farm with invisible playmates that other children couldn't see but he kind of gives a disclaimer that he could just that he chalks it up Or you can chalk it up to just, like, imaginary friends. But has anyone actually had imaginary friends growing up? I didn't really. I just talked to myself as, like, there was almost, like, a weird, like, second version of me I hung out with. And I would just, like, talk to myself. Right. But you weren't, like, that's someone else. No. You were aware it was you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, same. I wasn't like, this is Jenny. No. Right. Yeah, I had Barbie was my HBIC for sure. Fuck yeah. Um, fuck yeah. But I 
you know, and I loved her and I played with her all the time, but I was aware that it was a fucking doll. Yeah. Honestly, this is my nightmare. I would be kind of freaked out if my kid was like, we need to save a seat for Jeremy at the dinner table because he's my, I'd be like, "Uh, I'm sorry, who the fuck is Jeremy? And no, we're taking you to therapy right now. (laughs) 10,000 percent. Either you have, either we need to discuss something or you are seeing something in our house and we need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then that's where you make the impossible choice of, do I I gaslight my child? (laughs) Or do I foster this and potentially bring in more crazy shit into my vortex and into my home? I'm choosing to gaslight. Sorry. This is why uh, (laughs) I'm down with that aunt life. Yeah, right? It's not my fucking decision. No. I'd be like, ask your mom. Good luck. You want some cotton candy? Yep. Got you. Moving on. Let's watch an R rated movie. Send you you home to your parents. Not my problem. (laughs) Bye. Good luck with that. (laughs) Oh my God. But so imaginary friends, it's like, could go either way. It's like, it could be elves, you know, that you saw hidden, uh, the Hilda folk and other people didn't, or his imaginary friends. But it's the story of his grandmother's brush with terminal cancer and her resulting recovery that makes him truly wonder if his mother was friends with the Hilda folk. He recounted, quote, My mother, one night, she wakes up to see doctors come into the room and start treating my grandmother. She was following the conversation of the nurse and two doctors. They were talking amongst each other, and one of the doctors said, Well, I think this is going to be okay. My mother was kind of relieved and went back to sleep. In the morning, she asked her grandmother, who was just waking up, did he speak to the doctors last night? Her grandmother said, what doctors? There were no doctors here. The thing is, after this, she had a miraculous recovery. End quote. And this was terminal cancer. What? That's insane. And so it seems to me like... And it's like, obviously they had proof because they had tests for before and then test after. Right. Like, that doesn't just disappear with the flick of a wrist. Right. Apparently, and, unless you're the Hildefolk. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and allegedly the Hildefolk can make themselves visible at will. Okay. And like, if there's a thing of like the Hildefolk are like a type of elf. So I, because it, it seems like there was nothing, it wasn't like, why are like three inch tall fucking doctors here with their stethoscopes? <laughs> what the fuck? So it's this is weird. Right? Um, Cause I think that would stand out. Yeah. I would imagine. Like, I'm not going to discriminate, but. Hi. I have some questions. Yeah. Can I see your credentials, sir? Thank you. Where did you go? For <laughs> um so it seems like they appeared quote-unquote normal like not not out of the norm that they were um that there was anything kind of worth noting about them as if different so i think they would probably fall into the hilda folk category because they are supposed to resemble humans more except be fucking gorgeous apparently yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know but i love that story fuck yeah magnus scarfensian The headmaster of the elf school says that the reason most Icelanders believe is because all Icelanders know witnesses. He said, quote, their grandma or grandpa or parents or mother and father, aunt or uncle, niece or neighbor or somebody. And when they tell you their elf experience, they are very sincere. This is an accepted part of the culture, end quote. And that's the, you know, I love that so much. Yeah. And, you know, and it's that thing that we talk about, especially when uh, with the alien stories of 
at minimum, these people believe something happened to them. Yes. Whether what they think happened to them is actually the thing, they very much believe this experience happened. Yes. This is a real experience for them. Yeah. So, uh, so that's the thing that's very compelling to me is their sincerity. Yes. I love that. And just like everybody knows somebody who's right. had some experience with this. Right. They're mm. like, yeah, of course, obviously. He went on to say, quote, I've met more than 900 Icelanders and 500 foreigners from 40 countries that have seen elves. 380 have talked to them. 170 have talked with them more than once. 65 or 70 have had lifetime friendships with them. And 15 or 16 have been invited into their houses in another dimension, end quote, which I don't even know how to unpack These that. These seem like really high numbers for like- For sure. How fucking crazy that is. For sure. Because this is a, a country of, you know, over 300,000 people, like 340,000 people. So to talk to 900 people and be like, oh yeah, totally. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gone to another dimension. Yeah. yeah. Or like, I've talked to them. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. It's like going to fucking Wawa. Yeah. yeah. Like, you haven't talked to the Hildefoe? Weird. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, again, and it's that thing, the sincerity, that they're like, yeah, totally. I want to go to this other dimension that, and hang out. Yeah. Girl, for visitors who are interested in finding out more about these magical creatures and where they live, there's no shortage of lectures and tours to be found in Iceland. As we mentioned before, the Icelandic Elf School in Reykjavik offers lectures and guided tours about Icelandic folklore, including a five-hour-long educational excursion for visitors. In Stokseri, there is the Icelandic Wonders Museum, where, quote, museum guests will walk into a world of Icelandic elves and hidden people and get a glimpse of their life. Oof, okay, this is a tough one. Hafnarfajor. I'm so sorry. I don't even know what that possibly is, but but that town offers a 90-minute guided walking tour known as the Hidden Worlds Tour. The tour includes a stroll through Heliskerdi Park, where the path where the paths wind through a lava field planted with tall trees and potted bonsai trees, said to be inhabited with the town's largest elf colony. The houses surrounding the park are adorned with elf shrines, which are small altars adorned with candles and undisturbed lava rocks dot the yards of the houses. There's even a large stone in the yard of Jukirkjan, the neighborhood's branch of the Icelandic National Church, that has been left in place rather than risk disturbing any mythical inhabitants. Sibba Karls, who gives tours of elves and the hidden people, also tells stories that have become part of Icelandic lore including several stories about lost children who were sheltered by the elves and a personal story about her own uncle who believes that an elf helped him to tend sheep when he was a child and gave him a rock as a gift. Eventually, the rock was lost. However, when her uncle was elderly, he found the rock again. And when he held it in his hand, the rock vanished. She says that he's sure that an elf was still around and had taken the rock. Which is like a sneaky fuck. So sneaky. And right. Like, well, where's the rock, man? We need the proof. It's like they fucking took it back and they made it invisible. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you just sound like a fucking psycho. Yep. That's how they're winning, Monique. That's how they get you. <laughs> the tour continues through an idyllic park 
with giant old moss-covered trees and boulders and lots of black volcanic sand and rock. She says many have seen elves in the park over the years and that people keep coming and hoping for a spotting, but they also like to meditate and feel the elves' energy in the park. Some of them ask their forgiveness if they'd done something to offend the hidden people. Quote, If we cross them or try to break down their house or do something like that or do something they don't like, they will put a spell on you and something bad will happen. End quote, Carl says. American documentarian Michael Narwaki noted that believing in elves and hidden people was part of the Icelandic cultural heritage. Narwaki said, quote, Say you're a homeowner and you have a rock formation in your backyard that has been designated as an elf rock and you want to put in a hot tub. You start to break that elf rock apart and your neighbor comes out and says, what are you doing? That's an elf rock. That's going to mean trouble for you. About 80 to 90% of Icelanders will leave the rock alone. Part of that is that belief that maybe there's something there. Part of that is cultural heritage. I'll forgo my hot tub for my elf rock. End quote. Which, mm, I don't know. I kind of like hot tubs. They're pretty I mean, dope. <laughs> hot tubs are fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. The better be safe than sorry thing. But like, could you put the hot tub somewhere else? Or like, could we have both? Yeah. Like, don't give up on your hot tub dreams. Yeah. Goddamn fucking right. Yeah. Why can't we live in a world where elf rocks and hot tubs coexist happily and peacefully together? <laughs> Thank you, Monique. I think we can. I have a dream. <laughs> I was like, and it's probably more achievable than Martin Luther King's, I think. Yeah. 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 Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, isn't that where we are as a society? This is how <laughs> fucked we are. <laughs> Guys, we're not nailing it. We're not I'm nailing. sorry to tell you. We're trying, but it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Elves generally live in the rocks, but may be found in houses as well. But wherever they are, it is believed best not to bother them. Professor Jacqueline Simpson says, quote, Treat them with respect, do not upset their dwelling places, or try to steal their cattle, and they'll be perfectly, quite neutral, quite harmless. End quote. Locals believe that they are very territorial, and that disturbing their homes and special places can lead to mayhem for the, like, Margot mayhem. Yeah. Hey, girl. Yeah. Shout out. I love it. Yeah. And special places can lead to mayhem for those creating the disturbance. Ryan Jacobs, quoting experts in the field, writes in The Atlantic that disturbing their homes and churches can agitate their, quote unquote, fiercely territorial side. Machines break or stop operating without explanation. Then perhaps a worker sprains an ankle or breaks a leg. In older stories, sheep, cows, and people can fall ill and even drop dead. Damn. As, right? They're not fucking no, around. No, seriously. They're like, don't uh, fuck with my domicile. That's murder. Elves just <laughs> It's capital offense. <laughs> I know you can like disappear and it's like you can just get the fuck out of here, but just like FYI. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Iceland doesn't have capital punishment. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Because that's a very American uh, thing. Yes, it is. We're number one. Yeah. <laughs> We're number one. Uh, reference my uh, not nailing it <laughs> comment from like three minutes ago. Um, as Jacqueline Simpson says, quote, if you damage their stones, you will pay for it. End quote. Oh, fuck. 
They're, these elves are not fucking around. They are not fucking around. During road construction in Copavagor in 1971, a bulldozer broke down. The driver placed the blame on the elves living in a large rock. Despite locals not having been aware of any elves living in the rock, newspapers ran with the story, thus starting the myth that Icelandic road construction was often impeded by elves. Can you fucking imagine that? The newspaper being like, yeah, hi, thanks. Uh... Can you imagine opening a Wall Street Journal and being like, um, yeah, you know that the construction, you know. On the Belt Parkway is actually not. The elves are not having it. So I would be like, all right, what are you smoking at the Wall Street Journal? Come on. Yeah. Right? No. But this is the fucking level in Iceland. They're like, no, but like for real, real, not for play play. The elves are not fucking having it. Just FYI. Uh, You got to have some balls to blame the elves at work, too. Because like for most (laughs) people, that's a fireable offense. If you're like, no, dude, I couldn't turn that in because the elves, man, they'd be like, okay. We're going to need you to submit for a drug <laughs> test. And then th- when that obviously comes back positive, we're going to have to fire you. Thanks. Goodbye. But here's the thing. But if your boss is like, no, for sure, the elves. For sure, yeah. Because everyone is about this. <sighs> yeah, that's fucking weird. It's wild. I love it. I fucking love it. Same. I really do, too. <laughs> I was like, I want to blame elves at work. Let's be honest. You're like, guys, see, I... The elves are kind of like the uh, the MTA. You're late to anything. You're like ah, the MTA. Uh, the MTA. Me. Sorry, I was like stuck at the stop for forty minutes. I wasn't, you know, sitting Ex- in my underwear still. Cool. Except the odds are so fucking high that you're like, yeah, it was the fucking MTA. Every time I do that, then it's also late on top of that, and then I'm just like four times late, and then I'm like, cool, I'm an <laughs> asshole. This is what I get for lying about this situation in the first place. I'm such an idiot. Oh man, I don't know how people commute every day in New York. It's fucking terrible. It's a fucking crapshoot. For real. Elf seer and tour guide Sibba Carl said, quote, A man that studied at university, he collected stories from older road workers. He collected over 220 stories, saying that when the guys were making a road, they would come to a rock or a hill and everything would go wrong. End quote. When the workers went around the rock, she says, everything was smooth sailing. After walking up uh, in the tour... They walk up the steep road and she points out this one rock that sits like almost in the exact middle of the road. So very inconvenient for a road, obviously, as roads are usually designed and built. (laughs) And she explains that when the road was being built, there's this huge fucking rock and that the workers tried to split the rock open to move it. But their efforts were thwarted time and time again. After a number of mishaps, the townspeople warned them that the rock was the home to elves and that they were super unhappy with the project. And that basically, when they just abandoned, they're like, fuck it, we're not even going to fuck with this rock. Everything was smooth sailing again with the construction. Weird. That's so weird. Okay. That's what I'm saying. All right. That's what I'm saying. For those who have claimed to have been lucky enough to have spoken with elves or the Hilda folk, they've all said the only thing the creatures like to talk about is the environment. Magnus Scarfessian said, quote, The hidden people and the elves are always asking, Humans, why do you pollute so much? You have to stop this global warming and stop this pollution and stop destroying the atmosphere. You will kill yourselves and you will also kill us and all of the other dimensions too if you don't change. End quote. Which, one, damn. Where's the fucking lie? That's terrifying. One, if you've lived... 
in the last two years. You know what's going on. Yes. I mean, let's be fucking real. And you're not delusional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That caveat's really important. <laughs> I'm sorry that it needs to be said, but you guys. You know, that's where we are. Because of this, the elves and the Hildefolk have inspired an environmental movement of sorts made up of protesters and activists who fight against development in areas in which they believe elves live. In 1982, 150 Icelanders went to the NATO base in Keflavik to look for, quote, elves who might be endangered by American phantom jets and AWACS reconnaissance planes. End quote. Can you fucking imagine? What? Yeah. Like rolling up to base being like, hi, I'm sorry. I understand that like you're the government, but we don't want you fucking with any elf territory. So <laughs> this like, is actually important. Yeah. Thanks. They take precedence. Of course. Get in line. Figure your fucking life out. Yeah. In 2004, Alcoa had to have a government expert certify that their chosen building site was free of archaeological sites, including ones related to the Hildefolk folklore, before they could build an aluminum smelter in Iceland. In 2011, elves and Hildefolk were believed by some to be responsible for an incident in Bulungarvik where rocks rained down on residential streets. Holy fuck! I don't even fucking know what that means. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what that means. I was like, uh, the property damage on that. Girl, can you fucking imagine? Ugh. Thank you. Was it hailing last night by you, by the way? I didn't even look. I didn't even pay attention. I didn't notice, so I'm assuming not. It was hailing here for like 30 minutes. It was fucking wild. That's kind of random. I feel like you don't, we don't really get hail in New York. I mean, we do, but very rarely. Yeah, and it wasn't like cold. It was really nice out. Yeah, it was really nice out. I know, we walked to like get beer from the store. Yeah. Yeah. In 2013, a group, oof, okay. Here's another one. God damn it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for for the brutal mispronunciations of all of this. I really tried. I looked up the YouTube videos for all, like, to hear some pronunciations, and some of them just, like, I could not be found. So I'm so fucking sorry. In 2013, a group led by Ragnhildr Johan de Stur, let's go with that, protested a road that was scheduled to cut through the homes of a Hilderfolk community located in a lava field. As I mentioned earlier, it's generally believed that elves and Hilderfolk make their homes inside large rocks found mainly on beaches and lava fields, which Scarpfessian says are more stable between the dimensions. Okay. Yeah, so I guess that's like kind of like the portal between the two. Interesting. It's like these rocks. Yeah. Interesting. The construction was halted while the government worked to find an amicable solution. However, G. Peter Mathesian, head of communication of the Icelandic Road and Coastal Administration, sees the change of plans as a practical move, not one motivated by belief. He said, quote, One of the protesters, she was doing the elf angle. She was interested in this one big rock that was in the line of the road. We then look at it, not through believing in elves, but believing that elves or hidden people are part of our cultural heritage. We look at this big rock formation and saw that it was unique and decided that because we could move the road, we would try to do that. End quote. So, which is nice. It's yeah. nice that they're not like, fuck it. Fuck you. I want Blow it up. my yeah. high rise condo. I want it right here. Thanks. Exactly. 
There was so much hoopla over construction projects potentially harming elf environs that the Icelandic Road and Coastal Administration created a five-page standard reply for inquiries. What? Like, it was that, like, basically an FAQ of, like, that they have, like, on the ready. When someone calls me, like, hi, excuse me? Like, is this fucking up an elf situation? They're like, if you could reference our FAQ, our five-page FAQ about that. It doesn't. We're good. That's how severe it is. That's being taken very People seriously. We're not fucking around. Yeah. Victor Arnar Ingolfsson, a chief spokesperson, wrote in an email to the Atlantic, quote, It will not answer the question of whether the Icelandic Road and Coastal Administration employees do or do not believe in elves and hidden people because opinions differ greatly on this and it tends to be a rather personal matter. End quote. Okay. I get that. Yeah. But it's also very fascinating to me of like we're not taking a stance either way like we're not saying this is bullshit yes it's like we're not we're not admitting to anything and these are government agencies being like yeah we're just keeping an open mind exactly what do you know (laughs) (laughs) writer and professor Hakur Ingi Johansson says elves are, quote, a ritualistic attempt to protect something meaningful, respect something of importance, and acknowledge something of worth, end quote. While there has been declining, while there has been a declining belief in these mythical creatures over the centuries, Pam Schaefer, a licensed therapist, argues that believing in something bigger than yourself can inspire other positive beliefs. If your world is already wide enough to include elves, why not think even bigger? She said, quote, magical thinking is actually an advantage for humans in general. Even if you haven't interacted with elves or Hildefolk yourself, believing that they're out there can expand your worldview, which leads to flexibility of thought and open-mindedness. This is beneficial because being mentally and emotionally flexible helps people overcome obstacles in life and have better relationships overall. Essentially, believing in a world outside of our own expands the horizons of what our world can be. End quote. Fuck yeah, I agree. Yeah. Which I love that. Exactly. And it even gave me a little bit of chills just reading that of... Totally. And I was trying to find it, and I I couldn't find it, but I saw this interview with Carol Burnett uh, a few weeks ago where she was talking about how when she did her show, there had never been, like, a woman, like, variety show, like, a woman-led variety show before. Yeah. And because of that, it never occurred to her that it could fail. Oh, shit. So it just wasn't in her consciousness that that was even a possibility for her. And then it ran, it ran for like seven seasons or 12 seasons, something like that. And she got a billion awards because she's fucking Carol Burnett. She's a genius. Yeah. But it's that thing of... It's almost like manifestation. It's for like, sure. If I'm, yeah, if I don't even acknowledge that a negative thing can happen, then I, only positive things can come. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it truly is. Your world is what you believe it to be. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I just... I fucking love that. That's great. I love that so much. Um, Margot, who's the one who told me about the whole thing with the elves, she had gone to Iceland and she was taking some... A tour that was not an elf tour. It was like... A, I think she was like horseback riding or something. And they mentioned like the elves. And she's like, okay. And then went about her trip and then would talk to people about it. And they'd be like, I know, right? 
But no one would be like, oh, I mean, we don't believe in elves. They'd just be like, I know yeah, it sounds kind of nuts, it's crazy, right? But Ellipses. Like, for real, yeah. And you're like, wait, what? It would never be like a, they would neither confirm nor deny. I love it. They just give that like smug little smile like, mm, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I know. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I, I get how it sounds crazy. Yeah. You're like, wait, what? What do you mean? Uh, it's like, but? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, everyone she met, it was the same <gasps> response. That's super cool. I really want to go to Iceland now. Girl, yes. Yeah. Um, so that is a little taste of the elves and the Hildefolk of Iceland. Fuck yeah. That was really interesting. I did not yeah. I did not think there was that much to elves, honestly. For Didn't sure. Because there were elves in Hawaii. Girl, like, yes. There were like 13 kinds of them and like. So many things. like the tall whites version. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was very fascinating. Thank you. Thank you. I thought so too. And thank you, Margot Mayhem, yeah. for bringing this, this shit to our attention. Very cool. Thank you, Margot Mayhem. Congratulations again on winning. Fuck yeah, you're amazing. Fuck yeah. Miss Viva Las Vegas. Hell yeah. Follow her on the gram. Margot Mayhem. She's amazing. Fuck yeah. Such a good job. I really enjoyed that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so do you have anything from the, the crime crime time? You fucking know I do have some stuff from the crime time. Yes. I did forget to make one correction from oh. last week, which is uh, very small. I called it Welder's Burn, but it's actually Welder's Flash. Okay. Which was the condition, yes, with his eyes where it was burning and very painful and he could barely open them. Mm. I was like, but that's it. That was my one correction. When I listened to it back, okay. I was like, wouldn't Welder's Burn just be like if you burned yourself with the torch? And then I looked it up and I was like, yes, yes, it would. And the thing you're looking for is called Welder's Flash, Amy. So ah, there you go. Um, I would not have. Uh, no, neither way. I was like, no one corrected me on it. So there you go. I figured it was fine, but. Just in case. I don't want you to go forth and say that into the world. That's not correct. Right. I, I thank you. Thank you for giving the correction. I, <laughs> You're so welcome. I like how we correct ourselves, but yes, I also and no love, one corrects us. It's great. Yeah. I love how the thing that brought the most outrage was the crescent was, rolls it was and the, the croissant. <laughs> I may never eat a crescent roll again, just out of shame, honestly. Also, they're trash compared to uh, croissants. Let's croissant. Croissant. Thank you. Thank you for the correction. Yes. I didn't know. I'm a dunce. No. I... <laughs> Not at all. When are you welding, Monique? When would you get welder flash? Oh, facts. I actually did weld in college. Yeah. Stop it. Did you really? I swear. Uh, so uh, so I got a drama degree. Majored in weld or a minored in welding? Amazing. No. So here's the thing. So <laughs> Did you flash dance? Is that what you're going to tell me? <laughs> you have the sweater thing going right now. I like fucking the off do. Off the one shoulder. Yeah with the little like cute bra strap showing yeah and right out of frame i just have that that chain to like pour down all the water on me like, the second we're done yes <laughs> all over the equipment i love it <laughs> <laughs> fucking needs it uh so when uh if you uh decide to go to an institution of higher learning and do something as uh, uh ridiculous and um financially wasteful as get a drama degree one of the classes that's a requirement is uh a technical class in like you have to like build the sets or like make the costumes or whatever yeah. because they don't want to hire people to do it so they basically make it a, a required credit free labor so with me i needed three credits to graduate and every semester was half a credit one of my first semesters the set was like a three 
not essentially three stories, but it was like, yeah, like three story, like cage that had to be welded together. Holy shit. And uh, I remember that they were like, we only have two of the like welders masks. (laughs) (laughs) So here's some, uh, here's some tanning goggles. Here you go. Good luck with that. And we're a private school, so like you can't sue us. Uh, And don't look at the blue light because you'll go blind. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. I'd be like, what blue light? Ah, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. And I remember on one of my first days seeing the blue light reflected off of the wall. And I was like, oh my God, I'm blind. Because I was so fucking terrified. Um, I mean, I would be paranoid too. I'd be like, no. Yeah. I can't be trusted. Yeah. All of those type of classes were not uh, ideal for me because I'm I'm very, um, I'm not crafty as a person. Oh, I would say that would have been totally my jam. I would have fucking nailed it. And- I am just constantly paranoid I'm going to sever a limb at any moment is where uh, doing things like that. I understand that. Yeah. I totally get that. Heavy machinery. Heavy machinery is not my job. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we would have to be in the wood shop and like, you know, using the the different saws. And I'm like, I'm going to cut off all of my fingers. I just. (laughs) That's so terrifying. It was fucking terrifying. And like, I'm 13 years old. I've never been away from home. And it's like, we're going to. You paid us. To do this, yeah. Tens of thousands of dollars to put you to work doing manual labor. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> How's this working out for you? Yeah. Go Pride. Because um, they were like, oh, we're going to give you like a, there's oh, there's uh, always more jobs behind the curtain or behind the yeah, camera than there's a right front. Right. So we're making you more. Like well-rounded as a. More well-rounded and more hireable. And I was like, I hate doing all of this. And I just feel like. <laughs> I'm going to come home with a nubbin literally uh, at then, any moment. That's really going to affect my acting career. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> that fucking welding cage thing. I was so stressed out from the hammering and the sawing, the noise of the hammering and the sawing and the welding, like three hours a day, every day for like three months that I, my eye would twitch <gasps> for like, like for weeks afterwards. Oh, I hate because, that. Because it was so fucking, I was so stressed out. Yeah. It was uh, suboptimal to yeah. use my, uh, a term that my friend uses. I hate the twitchy eye. It really gets me. I used to be on so much caffeine that it would do it. And then I realized it was the caffeine. I was like, oh, I should just maybe stop drinking that much caffeine. No, it was stress and like, um, Ooh, yeah. like anxiety <laughs> of like all of the noise. Like <laughs> this is not good. The construction noises nonstop. My body is rejecting this. Yeah, and they're like, do you want your half a credit or not? <laughs> I was like, I do, but I don't like this. And because I transferred in, I had to do it every semester to get Ugh, those three credits. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, it sucks. Um, that has nothing to do with any of this. I don't I even like, know right. why we brought up the weld. Oh, the weld. The weld- I was there making the correction, yes. Yes, you're making the correction. Welders, Flash, uh, not Welders, Burn. Uh, but now on to the true crime story of the week. Yes. So Monique knows, you guys don't know, but Johnny's birthday is next week mm-hmm. and he's turning 30 30 30 baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> jinx that's amazing i love it so in honor of him turning 30 i told him that he could pick the true crime story this week oh shit yes so you know it's gonna be fucked up you know it's gonna be fucked up <laughs> literally like did he lead me into a rabbit hole in the dark disturbing recesses of the internet Bet your fucking ass he did so it's his jam it's his jam you guys can blame johnny for this one this one's for you, Johnny. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, babe. Yep. And I guess 
thanks for this. <laughs> so thank you, question mark. Literally, that's what I have written down here. And thanks, question mark. Sources, newsweek.com, insider.com, newyorkmag.com, reddit.com, knowyourmeme.com, youtube.com, specifically the videos Down the Rabbit Hole, Sonichu and Christian Weston Chandler by Frederick Knudsen, and the Chris Chan case analysis by Dr. Todd Grande, uh, as well as sonichu.com, which I really just did for like background research purposes, but I should probably throw it in. Okay, cool. So today I'm going to tell you about Sonichu and the internet phenomenon known as Chris Chan. Okay. Now, this story is a little tricky because it deals with the trolling of someone who has been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, albeit highly functioning, and who has recently come out as transgender, though due to the offensive and homophobic comments made by this individual over the years, it has been seen as slightly disingenuous. Okay. That being said, I'm going to get into the story. Lay it on me. So... Sonichu was a hand-drawn webcomic series that was first published on November 24th, 2004. It was named after the main character, Sonichu, who was, you guessed it, a mashup of Sonic the Hedgehog and Pikachu from Pokemon. Um, so I'm going to ask a question, and you may not know the answer, which is totally fine. But isn't this, um, like, blatant, like, copyright infringement? Um, ah, you would think so. Uh, weirdly, though, one of the things I read was that uh, Sega actually embraced it and ended up, like, literally making Sonichu dolls at one point. Get the fuck so out! they don't give a fuck, yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I feel like it maybe would fall under, um, like, parody law, almost, because it's, like, I, I don't know. Not, the, not exactly. Yeah, and not that the comics were necessarily, like, particularly humorous. Mm. just i don't know it does seem like copyright infringement though you're correct and given that like sega they're probably like great free intellectual property yeah exactly like thanks we now like stole your character own your character basically because those are our characters to begin with and we're not going to give you any sort of credit or money or anything no fuck no so the comic continued to exist in relative obscurity online until October 2007 when it was brought to the attention of the users of the Something Awful online forum. Oh my. Yeah, so I don't think it's going to be good. I would imagine it's something awful. Specifically, a group of people, or as you and I would probably call them, trolls, ah. who enjoy learning about and communally teasing odd and often mentally handicapped people from mm. a distance. Oh, that's disgusting. It is disgusting. The post was accompanied by a link to a low-quality website that advertised the homemade comic book, provided the links to the first seven issues of the comic, as well as videos about the author's opinions and views. It was here that users discovered the name of the comic book's author, which wasn't difficult because it was literally everywhere. The author was 25-year-old Christian Weston Chandler, who goes by the moniker Chris Chan, and was also one of the characters in the comic. Even the setting, Quickville, spelled C-W-C-V-I-L-L-E, was based on Chris Chan's initials. While the first two issues focused mainly on Sonichu and his fight with Dr. Robotnik, the villain from the actual Sonic franchise, by the third issue, the comics departed from their original storyline, veering into Sonichu's sex life and the author's own personal problems, mostly connected with the inability to find a, quote, boyfriend-free girlfriend. Yep, 
Because anytime Christian would ask someone out, the girl would always go, oh, no, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend, and uh, didn't understand that that was an was excuse. code for, I don't want to fucking Cro- talk yes, to you. Yes, literally. And so it was just like, weird, all these girls always have boyfriends. I just need to find one that doesn't have a boyfriend, and she'll immediately fall in love with me. Obviously. Christian had effectively become the main character, and instead of Dr. Robotnik, the main villain was now a female character named Mary Lee Walsh. According to Frederick Knudsen from Down the Rabbit Hole, quote, The plot is nonsensical, the characters are shallow and one-dimensional, and the main protagonist is a self-insert of the author, whom every other character loves and respects, end quote. As for the comic itself, the readers found the artwork amateur at best, with confusing, sometimes overly verbose dialogue that, quote, uses and misuses college-level vocabulary. Eventually, Chris Chan and the Sonichu comic were discovered by 4chan, Oof. whose users began, which you know is not good. Oof. Yep. Whose users began extensively researching the author and the comic. They quickly realized that the Sonichu comic was less of a creative outlet and more of a fantasy fulfillment for Chris Chan. The author was portrayed as superhuman and extremely intelligent, and not only was Christian's character the mayor of Quickville, but was also literally blessed by God. Oh my. Yes. It was discovered that the villain of the later comics, Mary Lee Walsh, was actually an administrator at the community college Christian had attended. After confronting Christian about posting signs around campus looking for a, quote, boyfriend-free girlfriend, as well as loitering on campus with a similar sign and asking women out, Walsh received a threatening drawing at her house. <gasps> yes. As a result, Christian was banned from the campus for a year and required to take anger management classes, as well as receive psychiatric help before being readmitted. Do we know what was on the drawing? Or what the drawing was of? I did not find that information, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, it was, I believe, a violent drawing, though. So it was like some, it was taken as a threat. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine if he's fucking banned. Yes. In case you were wondering, the signs were part of Chris Chan's quote unquote love quest. And mm. the sign said, quote, 21 and single, white male seeking a cute 18 to 21 year old single female companion, end quote. Then it went on to list strict demands for a romantic partner, oh. including, quote, average to slender weight slash body type. Oh. White, yes, <gasps> lives in Charlottesville or Rutgersville area, does not smoke or drink alcohol, happy, positive personality, average to high income, and drives a vehicle, end quote. So that they can pick him up at his mom's house? Yes. I was like, meanwhile, not really um, applicable to Christian at all. Of course not. Yes. Fuck you. While not listed on these particular signs, at a later date, Christian posted a similar list online listing all of the characteristics that weren't desirable in a partner, including, quote, real ugly women. <gasps> yep. Current slash previous mothers. Oh! Yes. Currently over 230 pounds. Oh! The seriously physically deformed and autistic. Highly functionally or otherwise, although I myself am highly functioning autistic, but that's besides the point. End quote. No, but what is the point is you're an asshole and a piece of shit. Yes. Um, yeah. Hi. We call that hypocrisy and it's frowned upon. Thanks. Hi. Pot. Kettle. You two have a lot to discuss. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Fuck you. Ew. Fuck you. It's really, it's really shitty. It, it's gross. And I don't like it at all. No, because he's trash. 
On November 3rd, just seven days after the original thread on Something Awful was written, a page about Chris Chan was created on a website called Encyclopedia Dramatica, which is basically like Wikipedia for trolls. On the page, all the information discovered about Chris Chan was collated and posted along with a candid picture someone had taken after seeing the Sonichu creator at the game place, which was Chris Chan's favorite place to hang out locally. Also posted on the page were homoerotic quote-unquote fan drawings of the Sonichu characters, which some of the trolls had drawn to get a rise out of Chris Chan, who had been vocal in the comics that homosexuals, and yes, in case you were wondering, the comic didn't shy away from using the hard F word, were not welcome in Quickville. Yes. And if any were found there, they were arrested and fined for their behavior. This is Christian perpetuating the idea that uh, gay people need to be arrested for being gay. Yes. In case anyone was confused about that. That's who we're dealing with right now. I guess I shouldn't be surprised given the like uh, dating profile request. Um, but it's gross. Yes. Your face is correct. What, 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 ti- what type this of is this? This is 2007. Okay. So you know better. You do know better. At yes. this point. Uh, We've come I, a long way. And we're, we were not... We were remotely mo- nailing yeah. it. No, no, no. For sure. Uh, but enough to know that being gay wasn't like a legal or arrestable offense. Correct. So, yeah, go fuck yourself, basically. You're trash. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Bye. Chris Chan's page quickly became one of the most popular on the website and set in motion almost an obsessive interest in trolling the author. When Chris Chan eventually found out about the Encyclopedia Dramatica page, it seemed as though the attention was misconstrued at first. Believing that Sonichu had suddenly had an increase in popularity and that the information that was posted wasn't intentionally malicious, just misinformed, Christian proceeded to record a short autobiography, mainly about the author's experience in elementary and middle school years, as well as what living with, quote, high functional autism was like. Christian ended the video by asking viewers to edit the Encyclopedia Dramatica page to be more positive. Now, as you probably guessed, the people trolling Christian weren't going to do that. So the author decided to edit the page instead, but it immediately became clear that Christian was actually the one doing the editing. Not only because of how odd and out of place the writing was, but because the posts were literally written in the first person. Some of the edits were even signed Chris in some places. A lot of information was revealed, most of it extremely personal, including Christian's failed attempt at romancing a friend named Megan. Oh my. Poetry, yep, and diary entries, as well as the existence of a sex doll named Officer Nasty. Oh my goodness. Which is a lot to put out there right off the bat. Here's the thing. At least she's employed. She's employed. She made it through the academy. (laughs) You know, um, here's the, you do whatever you want, uh, comfort no of your home. Yeah. No judgments, of course. Um, you don't post it on the internet. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Uh, no, that's fuel to the fire. Don't. Yeah, do because that. the internet is full of terrible people. Yes, it's mostly full of terrible people. I feel like, but also you're a terrible person. So yeah. So like you're with your people technically. There you go. According to the trolls obsessively following Christian's every move, 
all the information that Christian added to the Encyclopedia Dramatica page was later confirmed with testimony and sometimes even video evidence mm-hmm. that the plan had been made to overshare, forcing, quote, an information overload. But it was unclear what this actually meant. Unsurprisingly, people started trolling Christian with the information that was posted on the Encyclopedia page. And the more Christian reacted to the trolls, the more they continued to torment the author. It wasn't long before the online antics began affecting Christian's real life. Christian was kicked out of the church the Chandler family attended when the pastor found out about the Encyclopedia Dramatica page. Then in March of 2008, Megan, his only friend, found out that Christian had posted a lewd drawing of her getting fingered, like literally admitted that it was her to the trolls and used her real name. Oh my god. This was done all in an attempt to combat the homoerotic quote-unquote fan art that the trolls had made and prove that Christian was in fact straight. Completely disturbed by the drawing, Megan said in an email that whether Christian realized it or not, he had degraded and demeaned her and requested that they not speak for a while. Yeah. Valid. Correct. She said she had reached the point where enough was enough, saying, quote, I can't keep throwing away my pride little by little to keep you satisfied. I cannot continue to disgrace myself by forgiving things that I would never find forgivable in the first place, end quote. 10,000 fucking percent. You know, and it's tough because when when you know someone has some sort of like illness or intellectual disability, because I've found myself in, in this situation uh, in the past of you give them a pass for shit you would never allow from yes, anyone else. Yes, And then- in my experience, uh, when that happened to me, is because of that, it just inevitably s- snowballed into something just out of fucking control. Whereas with another person, I would have shut that shit down yes. immediately. Yes, 100%. but it's like, well, you know, I don't wanna, they have yeah, this thing going on. I, I don't want to be whatever. Mean, yeah, right. Yes. Um. No. That's all. Yep. In a shockingly tone-deaf response, Christian tried to downplay the situation and instead gained sympathy instead. The author even boldly stated, quote, I do not regret the drawing because if I hadn't released my frustrations in the creative sense, I might actually have done something really dumb and stupid, end quote. Oh! Which, so be yeah. like, you should be happy that I drew this uh, and not raped you. You're welcome. Yes, because those were your two options, apparently. I fucking hate everyone. It's fucking gross. Absolutely not. And while I understand uh, people on the autism spectrum are more yes blunt, like they don't have a, a filter of things they say, that also doesn't make you fucking rapist. Yes. It doesn't make you trash. Yes. And that does- You're just a bad fucking person. Yes. Fuck you. Agreed. Oh, It's fucking- I hate yeah. this. It's, it's really gross. Chris Chan tried guilting her into continuing their friendship fuck but by you. the end of April. Yeah, fuck you. Megan had cut all ties. She was like, fuck you. I'm done with this shit. Good yeah. for you, girl. Get it. Shortly after, quote unquote, losing Megan, Chris Chan was banned from the game place for shouting at a child and various other offenses. The trolls continued to harass Chris Chan for years at one point, someone even pretended to be Chris Chan by dressing like the internet personality and wearing Chris Chan's iconic Sonichu medallion, then putting out videos in a decent impression of Chris Chan's stunted way of speaking. The other trolls went along with it, which obviously made it seem like this imposter was succeeding in getting people to believe he was the real Chris Chan. 
Chris Chan's response was just to put out more videos and even more personal information as proof that the other Chris Chan was in fact the imposter. Some of this personal information included Chris Chan's phone number and home address, which like, oh, no, 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 no. never do that. Like, no, never he, do so that. he ducks himself. Basically, yes. Oh, my God. Yep. However, the most commonly used method to troll Chris Chan and retrieve information, which also was the most successful, was for someone to pretend to be a woman interested in starting a relationship. After they succeeded in getting more embarrassing information, they would leak the conversations and pictures they had received on the forums, adding to the ever-increasing amount of data. In addition to posting this information online, they also extorted money, had Christian commit degrading acts like recording more videos, stalked, and took pictures of the author's house. From the information gained through their trolling, it became clear that Christian lived a childlike existence and spent most of the days and spent most of the day playing Legos and video games. Christian's parents, Bob and Barbara, took care of everything and didn't seem to encourage their only child to get out and be independent. That being said, it was clear the family were hoarders, and it was apparent from videos of the house that there was trash everywhere, a Christmas tree up year-round, yes, and a disgusting amount of mold in the bathroom. Ooh, I could not live like this ever. It also became clear that Christian's grasp on reality was tenuous at best, and it seemed as though the author believed that the fictitious town of Quickville was actually real. Dr. Grande said, quote, There's no way to know if Christian is making all of this stuff up, pretending to believe in these different things, or if Christian really believed them. Maybe it's a little bit of both, end quote. It also must be said that it's difficult to judge what is true and what is not in this situation because most of the info came as a result of schemes by the trolling community who was obsessed with destroying the homophobic, misogynistic Sonichu creator. We have to consider that it's completely possible that Christian was manipulated into doing and admitting things the author really hadn't because while admittedly high-functioning, was also diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. Again and again, Christian was duped by these self-described trolls, and as time went on, became more and more bitter. The Sonichu creator started inserting the trolls as villains in the Sonichu comic, just like Mary Lee Walsh. In fact, Christian's character had now become the main focus of the Sonichu comic, with the titular character rarely making an appearance. As the online bullying continued, Christian became more and more paranoid. Even Christian's parents began to see everyone as a potential troll, and the family hid themselves away from the world even more. But despite this paranoia, Christian continued to fall for ill-conceived pranks while getting catfished by one fake girlfriend after another. In 2011, Christian's father passed away from a heart attack, and the family blamed the trolls for putting undue stress on him. Afterwards, the comics became increasingly more vindictive and death became a common theme. It also became clear that Christian's fantasies had turned from power to excessive violence, becoming increasingly worse until in issue number 10, the most hated trolls are found guilty in a kangaroo court and each one is given their own brutal torture scene. Oh my. Yeah. On October 28, 2011, the pressure of all this harassment came to a head when Christian and his mother assaulted Michael Snyder. The oh, owner, shit! Yeah, the owner of the game place, who had banned Christian three years earlier. They believe- Okay, I'm sorry. So, something happened three years ago. 
Yes. And you haven't moved on and then you assault another person? Yes. It was the one place like Chris Chan considered to be the only hangout. Great. That was three years ago. Get the fuck over it. Find another place. Seriously. Don't assault somebody because of that. Thanks. Also, it was three fucking years ago. Yes. However, they believed that Snyder was somehow behind the trolling attacks. So they showed up at the game place and started taking pictures of the inside and of the owner who was standing outside. The two then hit Snyder with their van and drove away. What the fuck? Yes. Yes. They were both later stopped by police and sent to court where they pled guilty and were indicted in April of 2012. Uh Uh-huh. Barbara for failing to stop after an accident and assault on an officer and Christian for failure to stop trespassing and assault, presumably on Snyder. Both were put on probation, had to perform community service, and were required to pay Snyder's medical bills. For the next three years, the author's mental health continued to deteriorate, while both Christian and Barbara grew more sedentary. The hoarding in the house got worse, and they began to suffer from financial difficulties, due in part to Christian's compulsive credit card spending. At one point, Christian was charged with a misdemeanor when he pepper sprayed the clothes of a GameStop employee. What the fuck? Yes. For the stupidest fucking reason ever. Clearly. Yes. They made Sonic the Hedgehog's arms blue in the Sonic Uh Boom game. They used to be like tan, I guess. Yeah, like skin color, color, white skin color. Exactly. And... Christian was infuriated by this and wanted to incite a fervor about it. So obviously that required going to a GameStop and pepper spraying a harmless GameStop employee who was just trying to make minimum fucking wage. Yeah. Um, Who clearly had nothing to do with anything. Uh, He doesn't work at Sega. Just FYI, he works at GameStop. He's not the fucking lead illustrator at Sega. Yeah. Thanks. Fucking idiot. (sighs) So ridiculous. On January 10th, 2014, interest in Christian was once again peaked when it was reported that the family's home had caught fire. Oh. Yep. Firefighters were kept from the blaze for longer than they should have due to the amount of garbage piled in front of the doors and house. To the amount of accelerant in a hoarder house? Yep. Fuck. Literally, I can't even imagine. The fact that it, it just didn't go up in 10 seconds <laughs> is sure. insane to me. Which, honestly, like, good riddance. That house obviously needed to be burnt to the ground. That's fucking gross. Bye. But the renewed interest didn't last long. Even when, later that year, Chris Chan came out as a self-described, quote, lesbian-identified male, end quote, calling herself a, quote, cross-dressing tranny, end quote, the reaction seemed to be mild amusement rather than the fanatical interest of before. Christian started speaking about her transition in YouTube videos, and according to court records, she legally changed her name to Christine in May of 2016. But it wasn't until 2017 that Christian publicly announced in a Facebook post that she identified as a woman and that her correct pronoun was she. I think it's only fair that I state for the record that there are those who have questioned the legitimacy of the claim that Christian is now a transgender lesbian woman due to her previous homophobic comments and current stance that while she accepts homosexual women, she still detests homosexual men. Oh! On the subreddit Honest Transgender, which is, quote, a community for all trans people to express themselves freely, openly, and honestly without fear of being banned or downvoted, end quote, the user Gilded Stern says... Quote, I do find people claiming her as trans incredibly ridiculous as well. It is abundantly clear that she has no actual experiences desiring to live 
an authentically female life as a woman, rather using it as an excuse to supposedly expand her dating pool. Oh, quote. no. Yes. Because apparently, Chris Chan has freely admitted to this and implied that lesbian and bisexual women are less picky about their sexual partners than the straight woman she had been previously she had been previously pursuing. And uh, yes, your job, oh my job God. is correct. Uh, yes, because that's which is why my, my job is asinine. Um, Who the fuck would say or think that? That's so fucking ridiculous. This is incredibly inappropriate for me to ask because it's not my business or anyone's business, but because this possibility has been thrown into the mix of this could all be a ruse to get chicks, quote unquote. Has Chris Chan done anything to be female presenting, which I also know doesn't necessarily align with being trans either. Um, Just because I've never heard of this, of someone like possibly saying... It's, their it's a wild situation, yes. yes. Being, um, like, disingenuously. So just yes. my mind's yes. uh, a little fucked right now, so, so I'm trying to, like, figure this out. <laughs> and I'm sorry if that comes across as uh, super offensive. Don't, I'm, just, I'm just trying to figure this out. I don't think so. You seem very... It sounded very respectful to me, but yes. Yes. So Christian identifies as a, quote, Tom, Tom girl. So does skew a little bit that way. Okay. Does have long hair now, wears makeup, more feminine colors for sure. It is definitely, if you see um, Christine now versus Christian when the Sonic Shoe comic was first coming out. Uh-huh. Definitely a complete 180. Very different. Okay. Um, so yes is female presenting. Okay. I would say. Um However, again, not sure exactly the intentions. The intentions, yes. Yikes! I know, I know, and it's, that's a fucking minefield. I know. Ah. Uh. Yep. Well, it's gonna get worse, Monique. Oh well, fuck. Here's the fucking kicker. <laughs> because it's the crime time portion. Because it's the crime time portion. On July 30th, 2021, an eight-minute recording of someone claiming to be Christian was leaked. In the audio, Christian allegedly admits to sexually assaulting her 79-year-old mother, Barbara, who may be suffering from dementia, though it has yet to be confirmed. <gasps> yes, girl, the audio itself goes into graphic detail, and later the same day, screenshots of a text conversation that supposedly added credence to the allegations were also leaked. I know this story. the story. Do you? Girl, I do. it was fucking everywhere, and I somehow missed it, and then Johnny sent me down this rabbit hole, and I was like, I love you, but I kind of hate you for doing this to me. This is like so fucking, I had to like go into like the bowels of the troll world. I did not like it. Oh, God. No. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Um, I know a little bit of the story. I know this part of the story. Yes. Which is awful. awful. <laughs> Correct. Ugh. I know. I'm going to read some quotes. They're real squicky, guys. I'm sorry. Brace yourself. Ugh. On the leaked audio, the person alleging to be Christian said, quote, I approached her positively by her making the first move, which already contradicts itself. Here, your, that's your mom. Yeah. She wanted to do it, and yeah, I don't remember exactly. It was her first move by my approach. I think she was partially confused at one point, but then, yep, that should have been a fucking red flag. But then she came around, obviously. 
We're doing it on every third night. Yep. Ah! Yep. Yep. With the first night being on June 27th. Yeah, it took us a few Uh -uh. nights to figure out what feels right and didn't feel right. (gasps) And yeah, she's having a good time with what we figured out. End quote. Oh. Oh, yeah. My God. I'm not going to do quotes for this one, but I'm going to tell you a few more things from the audio. Again, it's real. It's real squeaky. Christian also comments on the sensitivity of her mom's G-spot. Talks about, yep. Talks about performing lip-to-lip kissing and admitted that for a long time she had dreams about having sex with her mother. Quote, the Oedipus, end quote. Um, you're just super fucked up. Yep, yep. And don't do that. Don't Don't do that. do anything of what you've done ever at all. Yep. How about that? Yep. Why not try that? You could have just hung out and played Legos and video games and just lived your life and... Legos are fucking amazing. Legos are great. What the fuck is not to love? I mean, stepping Uh, on them for sure. But other than that... Weapon of mass destruction. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Um, No to all of this. This is all... Correct. uh, ...of raging no. It's every shade of wrong. It's... No. It makes me feel gross. Mm. I need a shower after this. Yes. Adding some credibility to the claims, Christian wrote a Facebook post back in August of 2016 defending a mother and son in Mexico who reportedly said they were in love, saying, quote, although incest is quite a controversial topic, there are circumstances where there would be not so much harm as one may think, feel, or believe, end quote. Uh, I'm sorry, are you Keith Raniere? What the fuck? Nope. Get out of here. Nope. Stop trying to advocate incest, okay? It's not fucking cool. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> One, uh, great callback. Fuck that guy. And uh, fuck this guy. Oh, fuck this guy. My God. Also, you know what's great? Sometimes just not saying anything. Correct. Yes. Sometimes you just need to shut the fuck yep. up. Oh, my God. Yep. I know. I know. It's a lot. The incest allegations against Christian even outtrended the Olympics on Twitter globally for a while under the hashtag Chris Chan did what? With Chris, yep. Holy Chris fuck. Ch- you have to do a lot to fucking outtrend the Olympics. Come on. They were kind of a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I didn't watch With, them. I'm sorry. I never watched them, honestly. Can I just support them from afar? Like, go America, go. Yes. Hey, team? Yes. Do there the you sports go. ball? I don't know. I don't know. Do what the sports it? ball. Whatever they do. I always say that I think it fosters, um, I don't say it fosters, I don't want to say like unfriendly competition, but like it fosters like instead of all of us working together towards a common goal, like we're uh, still like, who's the best? Like we have to beat you. And it's like, or we could like try to solve the world's problems with all of this money and time and all these people's energy and like, okay. Well, why do that uh, when you can pole vault, Amy? I know, right? And fucking javelin. Who doesn't need fucking to javelin these days? I mean, no offense to anyone who javelins. Javelin and whale flensing. That's where it's at. <laughs> All day, every day. Every day. I, I'd watch that. No, I wouldn't. I don't even watch the real Olympics. Why are you lying, Amy? Okay. Such a liar. Okay. Chris Chan later tweeted, quote, There is drama in the air today. Each and every one of you all are encouraged to withdraw from any and all dramas, gossip, rumors, and whatever else will and already has approached your way today, end quote. I was like, I'm sure you would love everyone to do that. Like, just don't go online, actually. That'd be really great for me. Also, don't be fucking garbage. How about that? Don't be trash. Yeah. 
Two days later, on August 1st, 2021, 39-year-old Christian was arrested by the police at a hotel in Virginia and charged with incest. The event was captured on livestream by one of the dedicated Christian trolls and received 120,000 views in one day. Mm. The Greene County Sheriff's Office in Virginia said in a statement on Monday that Christine was charged on one count of incest following allegations of, quote, sex crimes against a family member, end quote. In Virginia, engaging in sexual intercourse with one's father or mother is a class five felony and punishable by up to 10 years in prison. Mm. Yep. That's why you don't fucking do that. Thank you. Damn. It's gross, and they literally put you in jail for it, so... Also because it's gross. Don't do that. And, like, and not just jail. This isn't county. This is a fucking felony. Yes. Like, can you imagine when you go to apply for a job, and it's like, have you ever been convicted of a felony? It's like, yes. It's like, what did you do? It's like, I did a dime for fucking my mom. (laughs) So am I hired? Yeah. (laughs) So do I have the job? Yeah. So here are my references. What? Like, uh, I mean, first of all, no follow-up questions and please leave. Thank you. You're like, well, it's been lovely to meet you. Yep. Uh, Don't call us. We'll call you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I mean, it's a thing. I'm someone who is usually overemployed and that little box of, have you been convicted of a felony? And I, I've not been convicted of anything ever. I'm a fucking square. I don't do anything, but because then it's like, if so, explain. And to be like, yeah, I was banging my mom. What's the issue? <laughs> and? And? Yeah. <laughs> it's totally cool. Doesn't everyone? Yeah, thanks. So there's this couple in Mexico. It's like, no, uh, please don't write that. Thanks. Don't. No. Digging that grave. Yep. You're so deep. So deep in there. Oh, that's what she said. Oh! Ew! God. Oh. Um, that was awful. Uh, awful. Everything about this is awful. It's real awful. I need a shower. Girl, you and me both. Christine's arrest is part of an ongoing investigation with additional charges pending. Initially held in the Henrico County Jail in Virginia, it was later confirmed that Christine was moved to Central Virginia Regional Jail. After she was moved, a jail representative confirmed that the facility had categorized Christine, a transgender woman, as a male. The jail did not give a reason for the change. Huh. Yep. On August 5th, Judge David M. Barreto reportedly remanded Chandler to be held without bond until her next scheduled hearing for her safety and that of the public. I'm sorry. Um, can I go back for a second? Uh, do they do that because they go off of, like, license and birth certificate gender? Uh, I don't know. It, that may be the case. I read, like, the little, okay. um, like... That she didn't, like, uh reassign her, her gender, her gender legally, legally. Her name. i believe you are correct yeah. with that when i saw the okay. like little uh like arrest post on facebook mm-hmm. it it did list christine as male on there and okay. i'm assuming that was just due to literally like your legal documentation right yeah. okay on august 5th judge david m barreto reportedly remanded chandler to be held without bond until her next scheduled hearing for her safety and that of the public and her case was moved to the Green County <laughs> there you Juvenile go. and Domestic Relations Court. While in court, Christine interrupted the proceedings to say, quote, I'm famous on the internet, end quote. Which, like, oh, don't say don't that, say that to, to anyone, anyone, let alone in court. Thanks. No one gives um, no you know gives Judge. a shit. Literally. No one gives a fuck. And here's the thing. Uh, to steal a line and uh, change it a little bit from Margaret Thatcher... If you have to tell people you're famous, you're not. You're not famous. Because the, uh, the uh, original line is, uh, being powerful is like being a lady. If you have to tell people you are, you aren't. 
Oh, damn. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, people should, That's you know. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, and I, I saw something recently that it was like, um, work so hard that you, you no longer, you get to the point where you no longer have to introduce yourself. Oh, and I was like, fuck, fuck yeah. yeah. That's I, some boss bitch I am shit. Yeah. It's exactly. I'm trying to get in that boss bitch We all need to situation. get in the boss bitch mentality. Girl. Mm-hmm. Girl. But uh, Christiane, uh, not nailing it, girl. No. But, but, Christiane uh, or Christine, whatever. Christine. Yeah. Is Christiane the, the handle? Kind of. It's something that uh, she continues okay. to go by to this day. It's not really. I think because obviously Chris is also a shortened form of Christine. So it's, you know, good both ways. Right. But yes, it still goes by Christiane as well as Christine. Yes. Cool. David L. Heilberg, Christine's appointed attorney, reportedly told the court he would ask for evaluations for Christine and said, quote, Miss Chandler's frequent and sometimes over-the-top presence on the internet is partly a product of mental health issues causing misguided attention-seeking and often provocative engagement with others, end quote. Christine's next hearing is scheduled for September 16th, so obviously this is ending with a to-be-determined, but I will keep you guys posted. Christine's attorney stressed that much of the information being put out online in relation to this case needed to be, quote, filtered by skepticism, especially as his client is, quote, legally disabled with mental health issues, end quote. Mm -hmm. I'm obviously not advocating trolling, but it does appear that Christian was what would be considered a, quote, asshole victim, end quote, Mm. a known homophobe and misogynist. Christian had several YouTube channels under different names, and many of them were either hacked or taken down because of several insulting videos, one of which basically referenced 9-11 in <gasps> connection with getting rid of his trolls. Yes. Yes. It, so it's just not cool. Not okay. You know, uh, there's a a line in, in Schitt's Creek, which is a fucking joy and a delight. If you haven't seen it, watch it immediately. And also keep tissues with you because it, you have cry happy tears because it's gorgeous. David, uh, Dan Levy's character at some point says to his mother, like, I've never seen, I've, I've never heard so someone say so many wrong things in a row, one right after the other. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was basically. the story, basically. Oh, yes. my God. Yep. So that's the end. I will keep you guys posted on anything that's like comes out in the news about the um the trial or any sort of sentencing or anything like that but for now that was the crazy story of Christian the creator of the Sonichu comic um i can't confidently say i'm better for knowing any of this you're probably not no no, no. um it's like, but you can thank Johnny for thanks, that. Johnny. So, thanks, Johnny. Happy birthday. And fuck you. Happy birthday. This one's for you. And fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I can't unknow this now. Yeah. So thanks. Holy shit. Um, yep. That's my boyfriend, you guys. There you go. <laughs> uh, I have no words. That was horrifying. Cross the board. It was horrifying. Yep. I know. We're all traumatized on this one. Yeah. I was like, unfortunately, I did not prepare like a little uh, palate cleanser for you guys. Um, I'm going to recommend that you like Google some pictures of puppies or something. Yeah. Treat yourself. Didn't you go to Alamo Draft House recently? 
<gasps> I did go to Alamo Draft House. Regale I, us with that. We need a palate cleanser. I went to see Shang-Chi, which was fucking amazing and hilarious. So if you haven't seen it, fucking go see it. I love Aquafina. She's just mm. uh, delightful. Uh, and Alamo Draft House is the tits, dude. Yeah. Everyone was so well behaved. Yep. Like, I got to drink beer. Yep. I, food was brought to me. I literally, yep. we ordered it all ahead of time. So they just like knew and they were like, oh, hi, you're here. Here's your pretzel and truffle popcorn. And I was like, oh, Fuck thank yeah. you so much. Um, I may never go to another movie theater again. I'm like, yeah. it's so, so much nicer than a regular movie theater. Yeah. It's, just uh, because everyone's well behaved. Like they know the fucking yeah. drill. You There's text rules. or you talk, you got one warning that you get, get thrown the fuck out. the fuck out. Yeah. I loved it's, it. Thank you for the recommendation. You're I'm welcome. so, so happy. And it's literally like in Brooklyn. It wasn't even that far. Yeah. It was like a $20 Uber. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, you kind of can't go back from Alamo Draft House. Yeah. No. Amazing. I was, I am hoping that at some point they open the House of Wax back up, which yeah, was the easy. But yes, I did get to see the, the carpet from The Shining right yes. now. And I got really excited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm so happy that you had a good time. I'm so happy. Thank you for turning me on. For sure. For sure. It's amazing. Oh, and you're right. There was a um, very sexy target I walked by that I had to tell Johnny literally. I was like, you cannot for what if you do not listen to me when I'm like, I'm just going to peek for one second. Mm -hmm. I'll get like one thing. Don't listen to me. I'm lying to you. I will be in there for two hours and I will come out $300 poorer. Yes. You're like, I don't know how that one thing ended up cost me $473. <laughs> and I didn't get the thing I came in for, so I probably yeah. need to come back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've all exactly. used that excuse. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so everyone go to Target and clean this fucking crazy-ass story out of your brain. Thank yeah. you for your story, though. I think the I needed, like, happy elf story to, like, counterbalance this yeah. just awfulness of the internet. Yeah, uh, you know, I didn't even realize that. But yeah, because I was between this and, and a really awful story. So I'm glad. Oh, you made the correct choice then. Thank you. I made the, the right choice. <laughs> I very much appreciate that. I'm sure all of our listeners appreciate that as well. Yeah. You know, when uh, if any of this Christian awfulness seeps into your brain, just uh, think of elves. Just think of elves. There you Being go. Being cute and partying it up while you're at church. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Get wasted. Destroying your house, yeah. Throwing a rager. Elf hooch. Hell yeah. Yeah. They're get, they're Elf par- <laughs> house party. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> uh, I was going to say they're getting elf stone because there was a whole like elf rock thing. But then I was like, I feel like I'm making the, I'm stretching the pun, clearly. Yeah. You're welcome. But I, I try. appreciate it. I try to throw in a pun anywhere I can. You know me. Girl, I got you. That's, you, you do the puns and I do the, that's what she says. <laughs> Dynamic duo. I love it. It's like, boom. It's the perfect marriage. Exactly. Uh, thanks so much for that. Uh, Thank you. I will be horrified forever for the foreseeable future, yep. at minimum. I did thanks my guys job. So much. Yep. <laughs> right, you did. You fucking nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow us on the gram if you don't already. Another fucking horror podcast. You can find me at Pinup Girl Mo. You can find me at Lobotomy, and that's Lobot. Period. Amy. Every sixth episode, we do a True Listener Tales episode. So if you have any ghost stories, it, Amy still needs a fucking alien story. I've Guys. stopped asking because I feel like when I, every time I've asked, I haven't gotten it. So I feel like if I yes. stop asking, 
that's when I'm gonna get it. Exactly. It's the manifestation thing of like let it go and it will come to Oh, you. I was like, I thought I was reverse psychology, everybody. Because I was like, <laughs> that also mm. works. Um but guys, I know someone has seen some shit in the sky, some fire in the sky. You've seen something, I know it. We wanna fucking hear it. Uh we any weird what the fuck shit. Yeah. We're, we're here for all of it. Uh you can email us at another fucking horror podcast at gmail.com with a period instead of the you and fucking. If you liked this episode or the show please rate review subscribe tell your friends it helps us get the word out it helps us um, get visibility for advertisers and sponsors so that one day we can get paid doing this and can leave our jobs and only do this and give you horrifying stories like the one amy has told you <laughs> today yes we love you guys so much we're so obsessed with you keep it cute keep it creepy bye, bye.